Praise the Lord, everyone. Oh, no. I know those conversations are fantastic, but we're here for a purpose this morning. Amen? Can we praise the Lord this morning? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. We are, go we are so glad to see you here this morning. If you're joining us on live stream, thank you. We believe that the Lord was going to do something great for you no matter where you are today. There are a few announcements this morning. Tuesday, March 15th, we'll have Tuesday morning prayer at 10 a.m. in the sanctuary. And we have added a tab in our website if you'd like to give in support of Ukraine. And finally, Brother Greg Albritton will be with us on Sunday, April 3rd, Sunday, April 10th, and on the 17th. So please mark that on your calendars. Scripture says, serve the Lord with gladness. And I find that's easy to do for all that God has done for me. David also said to come into his presence with singing. And we have very talented people behind me, talented singers and musicians. But this is something that they cannot do, no matter how talented they are. They cannot worship God for me. They cannot lift up my praises to God. Only I can do that. And I believe that God is listening for your worship and your praise this morning. Can we stand and give God his glory and praise? Forever free, I'm not the same. I think the last. 
your sons and your daughters. They're going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. And your old men are going to dream dreams. Somebody shout, pour it out, God. Pour it out, God. Oh, yeah.
that but I'm, I'm living for right now right now I want something to happen right now I don't want yesterday I want something today thank the Lord we need a move of God we need a move of God yes we do thank the Lord thank the Lord if you remain standing for a moment return to your seat but remain standing uh, I just I want to say quickly brother Henry we're very sorry for the passing of your brother our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family if we could lift him up in prayer uh, if you would remember to do that would be greatly greatly appreciated I'd like to have everybody's attention who is 10 years old and younger everybody that's 10 years old and younger or if you feel 10 years old or younger amen how many remember our kids crusade we hosted here several weeks ago on Thursday nights anybody remember that we had Seven of our kids received the baptism of the Holy Ghost that night. I'm not going to forget that night very quickly. Amen. You remember, brother and sister Gums, that, that spoke that night, that was uh, our evangelist for that service? Well, guess what? They're coming to Grace Church on April the 24th. And uh, so all of our kids and young people be excited about that. Thank the Lord. I'd like to have you put that as a save the date. We normally don't announce this far in advance, but I uh, just wanted to mention it this morning, uh, generate a little of excitement, and um, 
get our kids on board and who knows how many more we can have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I think there was close to 40 that received the Holy Ghost that night just from everybody coming. And we're excited about that. And we're excited about the gums coming back uh, to be with us on April uh, the 24th. I see our youth group had your Dr. Pepper this morning. Amen. There's a long story behind the Dr. Pepper thing, and uh, we'll share that with Brother Weber after the service. We're glad to have him here today, Brother Daryl Weber, uh, our Louisiana District Superintendent. Uh, his ministry has no doubt uh, has impacted lives across our country and literally around our world. Uh, him and his wife have given themselves to ministry. We've known them for a long, long time. Uh, have started a wonderful, wonderful church in Lafayette a number of years ago. His son is pastor there now, and uh, he's doing a wonderful job with the district in Louisiana. And we're very excited, and we feel very privileged and honored today to have him here with us to come and preach the Word of God. Brother Weber, would you come and give to us what the Lord has given to you today? God bless you. Let's grab our Bibles. That means somebody pulls out a phone or an iPad or they look at the screen. But I still have an old-fashioned one right here. And I have a new-fashioned one right here. And I have a third-fashioned one right here. So whichever makes you happy, I've got it. And uh, But I'm just kind of a little old-fashioned when it comes to the Word of God. Uh, I love that old copy. In fact, I love buying copies of the Word of God. I like it to remain the most uh, occupied purchase on any shelf in any bookstore worldwide. The greatest book ever written. Amen. What an honor it is as you turn to Acts chapter 2, verse 17. I would like to say what a wonderful honor it is to be with you and this wonderful church, your church family. I give honor to brother and sister Murphy. We go back quite a few years. He said a long, long time. Two longs, that's pretty long, but I, I'd, I'd add a third long on to that. Uh, we all went to church just across town. Uh, I was just 22 years old and uh, coming out of Bible college. They were very close to the same age. We were all, Karen and I and Sister Paul and Brother Glenn were all the same age and uh, in a very powerful revival church across town, God was molding all of us. Didn't know the direction that he would ever take any of us, but we just did what your pastor would talked about just a moment ago, and that was submit to his will and obey what he wanted us to do. And I can tell you, you never know where God will take you if you just obey. Uh, certainly, I never thought that I would be uh, preaching for Brother Murphy, nor did he ever think maybe he would be introducing me as a superintendent, but God's will and God's plan, isn't it? Isn't it quite adventurous and wonderful? And if you're here today just uh, looking and searching, uh, trying to make up your mind whether you're going to, uh, to step into this, this beautiful plan of God, I can certainly testify, and you're amongst many people here today that would testify the same that there is nothing like living for the Lord. Nothing can compare, nothing can ever equal serving God. Nothing, nothing comes even close. Amen. I give all of the wonderful ministry here honor, your leaders, 
thankful for what the Murphys stand for. Brother and Sister Murphy are missions-minded. Their heart and soul is in the very heart and soul of God, and His mission is souls. And we're blessed and honored to be able to be here in this wonderful setting. Your beautiful facilities, I thank the tremendous praise team. What a powerful presence of God. I could have just stood there with my hands raised, feeling what I felt here this morning, knowing that millions and millions of people have never felt what we feel. We're very privileged people, brothers and sisters. If you're a guest here today and you're looking for a church, I don't know how you would even need to look any farther. The beautiful presence of God, the plan of God, the truth of the Word of God is in your midst. If you'll grab a hold of it today, something very powerful is going to take place in your life. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 is where we're looking. If, uh, if I've preached on any more on any one verse in the past five years, I don't know which verse that would be because this verse has consumed me for the past five years of my life because I have seen things happen in our world for which I'm going to preach about today. It's a very powerful verse of Scripture. In fact, why don't we read it together? You ready? And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. Amen. Last time I looked in the mirror, I was flesh. Amen. The person next to you is flesh. No matter how tall they are, how short they are, uh, we won't talk about wide or, or thin, but uh, uh, how, what color they are, what color their eyes are, what their social status is, how much they have in the bank, or how little they have. Let me tell you, all of us have a promise here this morning that the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God is happening right now in these last days. And not only are those that don't know God uh, a going to be recipients, but he says all flesh. And then he starts after this verse, he begins to explain a number of people within the church that would receive even more power, more Holy Ghost anointing than they've ever received in any other time of the history of the church of the living God. Today I want to preach on this subject. I want to share with you what's happening around our world and what's happening in our midst because what God is doing is greater than anything he's ever done in the church and in this world. The Holy Ghost flood. The Holy Ghost flood. Can I prophesy to you? I prophesy that in this place, you're going to begin to feel a faith rise in your soul. As you feel that faith rise, I'm going to ask you, don't, don't try to, to quench that. Don't try to hold it in. If you'll cry out to God, if you'll obey what you feel God is telling you to do this morning, whether it's get up, whether it's raise your hands, whether it's worship, praise, come down to the front, if you'll obey the Holy Ghost today, there is a powerful promise going to be poured out, rain down in your heart and in your life, in Jesus' name. By the power and the authority of that name, Lord, we approach you with gladness and faith, believing that all things are possible. Now open up the windows of heaven to your people and to the guests that have come to this place looking for help, looking for hope, looking 
for you in the name that is above every name. We come to you believing that, Lord, you're going to rain down your spirit upon our needs. You're going to rain down your presence upon everything that we're facing. Your power is going to sweep through our family, our home, our needs in the name that is above every name. Somebody said in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. One more time, would you put your hands together for the Lord? There is none like him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Please be seated in the beautiful presence of the Lord here. Amen. This morning, there is unmistakably a move of God's Spirit like we have never witnessed before. Your pastor just mentioned it this morning that there has been a move of God in our midst. Amen. Even in our local churches like this, God's strength is being poured out in a measure that we've not felt in many years. I know what we have been through, and I know that two years behind us has been two that we want to remain behind us. We don't want to revive them, and we don't want to talk about what they did because they were very devastating years. But here we are, the church of the living God. On a Sunday morning with fresh faith and fresh fire, singing about the blessings of God and the revival of His hand that is in our midst. Amen. There is something about God when you talk about the things that He has promised. When He says, I promise. When He says, it shall come to pass. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what others have told you things and I don't know what others or who may have shared a promise with you that they may not have kept. But when God says, I shall, amen, you can count on it. You can take that to the bank. Amen. He will. As I speak right now, our world is seeing the greatest outpouring of God's Spirit it has ever witnessed. The United Pentecostal Church is seeing an incredible outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the United States and on foreign soil. In just one, if just one person is filled with the Holy Ghost each month in each of our 41,000 churches worldwide, that's 41,000 people receiving the Holy Ghost every month. And I believe that is an extremely conservative number. That translates to nearly 500,000 over half a million people every year receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues just in the United Pentecostal Church. According to the World Christian Encyclopedia, in the first 100 years of the church, they estimate that there were 1 million believers in the first 100 years. But what it took 100 years for the early church to see Today, just in the United Pentecostal Church, we are seeing a million people filled with the Holy Ghost every two years. Brothers and sisters, something is changing in the Spirit. God is opening up the windows of heaven and He's raining down His Spirit in miraculous proportions. Overseas in just the last 11 years, in the United Pentecostal Church alone, our churches have literally doubled in number. And I'm only talking about 
uh, what God is doing in this local organization. But not only are we apostolics recognizing what God is doing, but our world is taking a keen interest in this great outpouring of God's Spirit. I've been researching what our world is saying about this great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And I have found astounding articles from major news agencies around the world and universities across our nation that are reporting on this Holy Ghost flood. Hollis Research Professor of Divinity at Harvard University, Harvey Cox, he states that traditional Christianity is in decline in the United States. He goes on to point out that there is a great rise in Christians leaving their old predominant traditional churches. So, I found another study by Harvard University reported by author Glenn Stanton. Uh, the headlines reads like this. New Harvard research says U.S. Christianity is not shrinking but growing stronger. He writes that Christians are not satisfied with their old traditional religions. So they're moving their membership to a different type of church. In fact, more people are attending church than ever. That means that there's never been a greater interest in God. And more people are going to church to look for Him and find Him and know about Him than ever before. I know what our media is telling us. Our media is telling us nobody wants God. Our media is telling us nobody is going to church and church is in decline. And they are partially right. Their traditional churches are in decline. But in the previous study from Harvard, it said that mainstream religion is in decline. Yet according to this study, more people are going to church than ever. So I asked this question in my study. So where are all these people going? If they're leaving the traditional churches, yet there's never been more people going to church, where are they going? He says people are making theological statements with their feet, shuffling to certain churches because what they offer people who are seeking. He said there are churches out there that are trendy and moving with every day's fashion, but people are not interested in that, he says. They want the genuine deal. Amen. And the demographics on religion of the last few decades unmistakably support this fact. So, if they're not going to all the old traditional churches, and they're not going to all those new trend-setting churches, where are they going? The Pew Research Center held a forum and interviewed Dr. Donald Miller, who is the director of the School of Religion at the University of Southern California, perhaps one of the most liberal universities in our nation. The name of their article tells us where everybody is going. The new face of global Christianity. The emergence of progressive Pentecostalism. Their article is recognizing that Pentecostalism is changing what it looks like to be a Christian. They asked Dr. Miller how do Pentecostals differ from everybody else. He says the core beliefs of the evangelicals, that's everybody else, and the Pentecostals are very similar, except the evangelicals tend to think that speaking in tongues and healing and other first century manifestations of the Holy Spirit were unique to the early Christian church and are no longer appropriate elements 
of Christian practice. But brothers and sisters, according to these studies, our world has grown tired of there being no move of God in their services or in their lives. But the Pentecostals are being healed and the Pentecostals are experiencing the miraculous and the Pentecostals, amen, are being filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Can I get a witness today that He's still a God of miracles? He's still a God who heals. He's still a God who feels, amen. Somebody clap your hands and shout yes. I'm so glad to be a part of God's apostolic church in this earth. There's never been a better day to be a part of God's kingdom. The Pew Research Center or the Pew Forum discusses the greater commitments to core values that the Pentecostals have. And then they ask the professor of USC this question. So what's the consequence of following this, the Pentecostals' strict ethic? They're talking about our lifestyle. They call it a strict ethic. So here's what the professor, who is not a Pentecostal, but who has evidently done some research about Pentecostals. So this is how he sounds trying to answer that question of what does it mean to be a Pentecostal. He says, first of all, husbands who convert to Pentecostalism are typically less abusive. Praise God. Secondly, they often become more responsible fathers and husbands caring for their children and their spouse. But perhaps even more dramatic is the fact that families often experience upward social mobility because the money that was being wasted on alcohol, gambling, and this is his words, womanizing, is now available to educate one's children and invest in small business and so on. I can put it a lot clearer than that. The Holy Ghost will change your life. Can I get a witness? The Holy Ghost will pick you up. The Holy Ghost will wash you off. The Holy Ghost will deliver you. The Holy Ghost will give you hope. The Holy Ghost will put you a, give you a new mind. It will give you a new heart. The Holy Ghost will give you a new purpose in life. Hallelujah. Then the Pew Forum asked Dr. Miller one more question. Why should people who don't particularly care about religion be interested in Pentecostalism? And he says, because Pentecostalism is reshaping Christianity. In other words, whatever you thought Christianity looked like in the past, it's going to begin to look more and more like spirit-filled Pentecostals. If religion hasn't interested you before, you might want to check out the Pentecostals because Christianity around our world is beginning to look like us. No more dead church. No more service void of the demonstration of the power of God. No more going to church just because grandmother went to church. But now you can have the Holy Ghost living in your life. Now you can have a relationship 
with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You don't have to breathe in the dry, dusty air of dry religion, but you can have a life full of hope. You can have a life full of joy. You can have a life full of purpose. It won't change the face of religion. Amen. I'm telling you, it will change your life. It's overwhelming how fast the Holy Ghost flood is sweeping across our world. There is literally now no nation on this earth where God has not poured out His Spirit. And you might say, oh no, I, I don't think He would have poured out His Spirit in the Middle East. There are, some, there are some countries there that are strictly Muslim countries and you can't even get a Christian in there. I was in Canada and uh, at a conference and I was on the platform and the altar service was taking place and I had my, my hands up and my eyes closed and I was praying on that platform when all of a sudden I felt some hands on my feet and I looked down and there was a man bowing down at my feet praying over my feet and he was weeping and I put my hand on his shoulder and we prayed together then he stood up and he says you don't know me brother Weber and he says not many do and it's best that way he says, but I am a missionary to the Middle East. He says, I don't go there personally. But every night, in the middle of the night, I get on my computer. And by the way, he is supported by our missions teams. And he receives PIMs just like a missionary would who goes on site. But it's a secret thing. And secretly, he gets on the internet and he begins to teach Bible studies to the people in Iran and those countries in the Middle East, Muslim countries that will not allow Christianity. In fact, you could be put to death for proselyting in their country. But on the internet, he teaches Bible studies to thousands of people during the night. Amen. On that internet, across the airwaves into another country that would never allow him to preach the gospel there. And so far to that point, he had seen over, he had led over 2,000 to be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. You never know what God is doing. When he makes a promise, he's going to keep his promise. If you're behind the, the iron curtain of communism, it doesn't matter. God will get to you if you're hungry. If you want truth, he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. He'll go behind prison bars. He'll go behind addictions. He'll go beyond the things that seem to keep us out of the presence of God. There is nothing that can keep you out of the promises. Of the living God that we serve. Hallelujah. No place on earth, no nation that exists on this planet has not received an outpouring of the Spirit. I read several different reports. None of them Christianity oriented. None of them magazines or editorials or news agencies that were affiliated with religion. But in those different reports, they said that an estimated one billion people around the world have experienced the Holy Ghost infilling, speaking in other tongues. Brothers and sisters, that is one out of every eight people on earth. 
have been filled. The adversary wants you to think you're small and insignificant. And that a little minority and a little bitty group of people that nobody knows about, they're going to be raptured and nobody's even going to be. Let me tell you something different here. The Word of God says in the last days, I'm not going to just trickle. I'm not just going to pour a little bit of a little rain. I'm going to pour out my spirit. A reporter. Uh, with the Boston Globe by the name of Larry Ty. He published an article entitled Tongues of Fire. And this is what he says. Almost unnoticed, a religious revolution is taking place. Pentecostalism, he said, the faith defined by speaking in tongues and spiritual healing is growing at a rate of 50,000 believers a day, faster than any other religion on earth. That means that every two seconds, someone on this earth somewhere is speaking in tongues for the very first time as they're being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's another one. 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 I wonder if the next one is going to be at Grace Church. I wonder if there's going to be somebody filled with the Holy Ghost in this house. I wonder if you'll be one of the next ones today. Praise God. Why don't you throw your hands in the air? Why don't you tell God, I want whatever you have for me. I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be baptized in your presence. I want the anointing of your hand upon my life. Ladies and gentlemen, this Holy Ghost flood is sweeping our world just like God promised. And it's never been easier to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's never been easier to be replenished and renewed in the Spirit than it is right now. And oh, doesn't God know just when to place His promise in the most tough times, in the most treacherous moments of our history. But that's when He said, I'm going to give you just what you need and what you need, brother, and what you need, sister, and what you need, ma'am, and what you need, sister. And what you need, young person, is a baptism of the Holy Ghost in your life. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like the Spirit of God in filling us. Praise God. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You don't need another stimulus check. What you need is another Holy Ghost check. You don't need something inserted into your bank account. You need spirit inserted into your soul. That's what's going to get us through these end times. Not just crawling and creeping and hopping along. No, no, no. There's a power that God is pouring into His church in these last days. 
Don't neglect what God wants to do here this morning. No moment will ever equal the moment of now. No moment ever will equal the moment of now. Right now. The scripture says now, today is the day. Right now is when you need to go ahead and say, you know what? I've been holding out. I've been pushing it aside. I've been thinking it's just emotionalism. I've been thinking it's for them, but it's not necessarily for me, but I like what I feel. You need to get rid of all your preconceived ideas. And if you are analytical, you need to stop trying to figure everything out and make, it, and make everything line up. Because when you step into the presence of God, nothing makes sense. The miraculous, faith, all of those things, they, that's required. Not telling us exactly how it ought to be or it shouldn't be done like that. Your analyticalism is going to push you right outside of God's favor and God's promise. If you'll just do what the scripture says and say, God, I don't understand at all but whatever you have for me I'm hungry for it I desire a move of your spirit I want the Holy Ghost promise in my life hallelujah it's never been a better day than today I've researched this extensively I've spent months and months over the past five years seeing it. And, and just when I began to preach this, more begins to unfold. I've researched the Archbishop of Canterbury, who is the Episcopal head of the Episcopal Church. He told the London Telegraph, he says, I speak in tongues every day. On foreign soil, there are so many Baptist converts going over to Pentecostal churches and receiving the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, that the Baptist missionaries began to go over to the Pentecostal churches to see why they were losing so many people to the Baptist churches, or to the Pentecostal churches. So the Baptist missionaries began to go over, and they began to receive the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, that's why in their national convention on May the 13th, 2016, the Southern Baptist Convention reversed their foundational policy against speaking in tongues. And now for the very first time, the Southern Baptist Church has embraced this tongue-talking. If God ever made a promise, you can count on it. It doesn't matter who says they don't want it. It doesn't matter who says it's not real. God will pour out of His Spirit upon all flesh. The infamous Washington Post. Now I'm just pulling out as, I'm going as liberal as I can today. Just to show you that our world is being impacted. Everybody's taking notice. The infamous world, uh, Washington Post ran an article stating that there is a shift in Christianity globally. They use Latin America as one of their examples because Latin America is where there are more Catholics living than any other place in the world. In fact, there are 1.2 billion Roman Catholics in the world. And according to the Vatican, more than 40% of those Catholics live in Latin America. Catholicism has always dominated that area. No other religion has even come close to what the Catholicism has done in Latin America. But listen to what the Washington Post reports. In Latin America, 
the growth rate of Pentecostalism has grown to three times greater than the growth rate of the Catholic Church. <laughs> In the same article, Washington Post makes this inconceivable announcement. According to their research, they report that one out of every 12 people alive on earth today is a Pentecostal. That means that there are over 600 million Pentecostals according to the Washington Post. The only larger Christian organization is the Roman Catholic Church with their 1.2 billion members. But listen to what's happening in their church. According to the International News Agency of Rome, they report that in Brazil, there's such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost with hundreds of thousands of people speaking in other tongues that instead of fighting it, their Catholic bishops have welcomed it into their masses. And now the Catholic bishops have begun to experience the infilling of the Holy Ghost speaking. I know this is hard to comprehend. I know, especially along this I-10 corridor where there are more Catholics in our state than any other place. I can understand. They said when you get to Lafayette, Brother Weber, he said, you're not going to win many people there because it's Catholicism. I, I said, well, I, I'm called there. I'm not called to count the odds. I'm called to do what God's called me to do. And when we got there, I'm telling you, I was teaching more Bible studies to the Roman Catholics than anybody else. Hungry for the Word because in their masses they did not get the Word of God. And we began to teach them Bible studies. And I took a poll one time when our church grew to hundreds of people. I said, how many of you came out of the Catholic Church? And most of our congregation raised their hand. We have had uh, uh, Catholic nuns sitting there in their garb, sitting in our audience worshiping God, feeling the power, the presence of God brothers and sisters, in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit it's about to happen it's about to happen it's about to happen right here it's about to happen right here those Catholic bishops, those Catholic priests they're taking the oil. They're calling people to the front. They're anointing them with oil and they're expecting the gifts. I know what some of you are thinking. How could God do that in a Catholic church? Because He promised He would. Where's that promise? I've been quoting it to you all morning. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit on the apostolic church. It's not what he said. I will pour out of my spirit upon the Pentecostals in Baton Rouge and the Pentecostals in Texas and the Pent No. I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. If there's somebody who hungers, if there's somebody who thirsts for me. I'll bypass all their religion. I'll bypass all their tradition. If they're hungry, I'll fill them with my spirit. If they believe that they can receive, I will give it to them. I will baptize them. I will fill them. Here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. When they go receiving the Holy Ghost as they are by the millions around our world, I know all of these are not apostolic Pentecostals. I know they don't have all truth. I know that. But who do you think they're going to go to? 
when all of a sudden all of these things that they've never experienced that they're finding unfolding in their lives and in their congregations and in new in the word of God they're going to call on the one God apostolic tongue talkers that been living this way for 2,000 years all the way back to the day of Pentecost we trace our pattern we trace our lineage our heritage goes all the way back to the beginning we've been speaking in tongues we've been we've been having faith we've been baptizing in his name we've been operating in the gifts from the very beginning from what the early church did in the book of Acts you're in a church today that has been just the same it has always been all the way back to the book of Acts you ought to thank God you're a part of the church in these last days let, let me wrap this thing up I, 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 just, I just wanted you to know what's happening in our day the devil doesn't rock you to sleep with difficulty and distraction but somehow in your heart, there will be something that says, God, I'm so hungry. I'm ready. I need you more than anything in my life. I need you. The miraculous outpouring of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues has become so widespread. It's catching the attention of everybody. Even Hollywood stars are doing documentaries about what God is doing around our world. Just a couple of years ago, you most probably saw that Academy Award winner Morgan Freeman appeared on national television inside one of our United Pentecostal churches in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As he sat in that service, God poured out his spirit and brand new people all around him began to speak in other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. And this is what Freeman said, and I quote, that was quite a powerful experience. I could feel the energy in that space. Normal people suddenly transformed by some power. Freeman said, now whatever it is, they felt that power and they are not the same. The experience changed them. How they see themselves, how they relate to others, how they live their lives. Freeman said, I felt a transformation forming power in that room he's talking about what's in this room right now he's talking about what's in this house right now that you can't shake a hand to get it and you can't fill out a card to get it but you can repent of your sins you can't ask God to forgive you and He will forgive you all of your sins. He'll cast them as far as the east is from the west away from you and His memory. He will baptize you in His name. He will wash every sin away. Your record will be squeaky clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. But the most miraculous, in my opinion, is when the God of the universe who fills all time and space can fill your spirit, fill your soul with the Holy Ghost. There is no greater miracle. There is no greater miracle than that. That God can move into your life. Can give you the power to live for Him. Give you the hope to serve Him. Give you the purpose in your life that you're looking for this morning. There is nothing like the Holy Ghost. Brothers and sisters, 
I have got page after page after page, folder after folder after folder about what's happening in our world. I could literally teach an all-day seminar and not even begin to scratch the surface on the outpouring of the Holy Ghost right now. But the question is, do you have the Holy Ghost? And the next question would be, like the Bible says. Let me ask you this. How long has it been since you were under the flow of the Spirit and you spoke in that heavenly language? How long has it been, sir? How long has it been, ma'am? Or guest, God knew where you would be this morning. He knew just, he orchestrated everything. That's why your, fly, your tires looked like they were going flat. That's why all of a sudden your engine light started blinking. That's why you got a little argument with your spouse before church. That's why the kids seemed to go crazy. Everything. That's why all of a sudden you felt like maybe I'm coming down with something. Maybe I'm getting a headache. I don't know why. I'm, I, I was planning on going to church. Let me tell you something. The adversary knows what could happen right here. He will do everything he can and he might have this morning in your life. In fact, your past year might be the worst year you've ever had. But God knew just where you would be this morning to be filled with His Spirit, to be baptized with His presence, to become an overcomer, to have faith that you've never had before, to have strength that you've never felt in your life, to have a purpose. They say the number one thing that young pe this young generation is looking for in this day is not money, bonuses, career, it's purpose. Let me tell you, how? Is it a coincidence? No, 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 no. It's not a coincidence that the number one sought after commodity in humanity on this last days would be purpose. And the greatest purpose is found in Him. God has set the stage for you, sir. He has set the stage for every person in this room to walk out of this building before you leave, knowing you have had an impact You've been impacted by the presence of Almighty God. Oh, Lamb of God, how wonderful you are. We love you today. Thank you for your spirit. Where would I be without the Holy Ghost? Where would I be without you? I wish you would just quietly stand and lift your hands very quickly. Don't let anybody bother you right now. Don't let your watch, don't let a schedule, don't let anything steal your focus. But in this place right now, there, I feel a sovereign move of the Spirit of God. I feel Him walking these aisles. I feel Him doing what He's done in this earth, looking for the hungry. Looking for somebody who's tired of living the way they've been living. Who's tired of going through the motions and saying they're a Christian without any evidence in their lives of the power of the Spirit. You don't want to go on like that. You don't want to live your life like that. You want to walk to this altar today. You want to lift your hands and say, Lord, if there's something in my life that's not right, if there's anything in me that's standing in between you and I, Lord, I put it on the altar today. I'm getting rid of it. Lord, I don't know how to stop this addiction. 
I don't have power over it, God. You know that. I'm telling the truth. I don't have power over it. But God, this preacher's been talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. And I know you can deliver me right here in this house today. There is nothing that can keep me out of your presence but me. And I'm not going to let that happen in this house today. Lord, I need you. I need you. There ought to be some men coming to this altar. There ought to be some ladies that are coming to this altar. If you are full of the Holy Ghost and you've got everything together, you ought to come and you ought to lay your children on this altar. You ought to lay your spouse on this altar. You ought to lay your lost loved ones on this altar and say, God, I am standing in proxy for my family, believing for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in their life. <laughs> Uh, come on, in the last two years, the adversary has tried to shut our voice in. The adversary is trying to keep us quiet. He's trying to shut down the church because your voice, your voice, your voice is so powerful. If you'll let it out in this room right now, whether it's a cry of repentance or a cry of praise or a cry of adoration or a cry for help, let your voice out. Don't let the adversary keep your voice contained this morning. Ah, something from deep down inside. Oh. Don't go any farther without you asking God to forgive you. Come on, all over this house, Lord, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my soul. Forgive me, God. If there's anything in my life, Lord, that's not right. Things I've said, things I've done, things I've seen, things I've listened to. Places I've been. How I've mistreated somebody. God, please forgive me. Forgive me, God. I know these are the last days. The trumpet of God is about to sound and you're going to take your church with you. I need to be ready. Forgive me, God. I repent. I turn from those things. If you'll give me the strength, I, I won't go back there. Come on, that's it. Ask it. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, God. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I place it all at your feet. At the foot of the cross. Let the blood flow over my mind, my heart, my soul. Cover me with your forgiving power. By your stripes, I'm healed physically. But I'm also healed emotionally. And I'm healed spiritually by the blood you shed. you've asked God to forgive you, I want you just to lift your hands and let your voice out and let God fill you with His Spirit. Come on, let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, be ye filled with the Spirit. Be ye filled with the Spirit. That's it. Get alone with God right now. Shut out everything around you. Show us your glory, show us your glory.
hear the sounds of revival. I hear the sounds of the promises of God being poured out in this house. Yes. Let the Holy Ghost feel you. Let His presence feel you. Don't be satisfied with anything less than the Holy Ghost this morning. you have in this house today that God will fill you that God will fill you with his power come on if you need healing reach out if you need direction in your life reach out there is an anointing of God upon this house there are things available to you right now in the spirit If it's proper, why don't you just reach over and pray for the person standing next to you right now. Go ahead and pray a prayer of faith for them. You may not know what they need, but God knows. God knows. Just pray a prayer of faith. Just believe God for them right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God in this house. Come on, push just a little farther. You need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough this morning. Come on, in Jesus' name.
Show us your glory. Show us your glory. 